are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution? We're back! Welcome to season two of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Brother J, once again, back in the building, season two. Season two. How you feel, man? Well, it feels good to be back in the seat. Hey, we kept you waiting. We sorry we kept you waiting, man. But we are back. We back. That's all that matters, man. That's all that matters. We had to take a brief pause for the call, but we back in the building. Giving you more of what you want. Thanks for the feedback. Thanks for our fans listening in the numerous countries because we are now you know global we are global 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 yes man. we are global um but we definitely can't forget about our loyal fans within the contiguous united states i gotta i gotta look that one up it's contiguous that means to get hey man we're back <laughs> <laughs> and people love us man that's a dope thing that's yeah. a dope thing absolutely and uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have a very special guest in the building up in the gang room for uh, season two of the GRG show with RLJ and Kev. People want to know and uh, wanted to know who we were referring to uh, when we referenced Brother Mike. <laughs> well, guess what? Brother Mike is here. Our brother, Brother Mike, is in the building. <laughs> Welcome, damn it. Welcome to the game room, partner. Thank you for having me, fellas. Absolutely, brother. Yeah, man. Well, hey, so you like, uh, if I, man, at the table with all three of us, I guess I'm considered the old head. That's what y'all, hey, young, mm-hmm. that's what the young boys say. I'm going to let you have that one. You an old head. Yeah, it's the old fight. Yeah, the old, the old head. Yeah, so, so, hey, man, well, you know, what's, what's up, man? Life, um, life, new job, um, working full time, traveling to work now, uh, just trying to take things every day at a time. Yo, how you, how, how are you, do you feel grown up? Yeah, I got a lot of adult bills. Do you feel grown up, man? I feel grown up. You feel grown up? Bills will make you feel grown. Yeah. yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. But you but you but you but you're moving. Yeah. You're moving and shaking. I'm moving. We going up. We trending up. You trending up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me let me ask you this. When you thought about being an adult, like what 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 is taking place in your life right now that maybe you didn't expect? Cause you're a grown man. You got you got you got a profession. Yeah. You got a career. I expected those. You got yeah. bills. You got bills. I didn't expect those. <laughs> you you didn't think they was gonna go? my own creation. Right why, why? Why? Why y'all twenty somethings, man? Y'all don't think that bills exist. Y'all just think. Y'all just think stuff just happened without a transaction going on behind know. the scenes. Man. That money grows on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like it's a, the whole life growing up before bills. It's. It's a it's an action with a minimal consequence every time. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you turn twenty one, then you got car insurance, you got a car note, you got rent, you got cell phones, you got credit cards. It's just like nice. Yo, it's you making more money. The, hey, Mo hey, the, the, the poet laureate. I call it laureate, not laureate. Laureate. How you say it, brother Jay? Laureate. Laureate. <laughs> Laureate. <laughs> the poet Laureate. Uh, the great Christopher Wallace once said, mm-hmm. 
more money, more problems. Yeah, that's what we own. As soon as I got a raise to my new job, what more problems. Hey man, well you know, soon as I, soon as I got a, a new job and steady income, man, you know, Department of Child Support Enforcement hit me up. They knew where to find me. They found me, man. Yes. I think Takashi Six Nine told on me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think Takashi told on me too, man. They told the Commonwealth where to find me, man. Where to find me? It's time to collect. It's snitching. It's snitching the young people thing, man. Um, like like, like 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 people in your, in your in your age bracket, do they respect Takashi for like? Oh no, nah. nah, nah. Everybody on Twitter slaughtering that man. I mean, when it relates to him, when it relates to your status as a rapper, as a as an artist, you repping this gang, this crew, you pretty much got to ride or die for it at that point. Mm. All the dudes that know that they were snitching stay out of those gangs at that point. Mm-hmm. I would think, but everybody slaughtering that man. I mean. So it ain't a cool thing to nah. be snitching regardless if you in the 20, token, 23 though. or 43. In the same token, if you put a lot of these kids in the courtroom, they're going to snitch. Everybody's going to snitch. Yeah. I guarantee you. And I don't know if it's a generational thing, but the children of today are built different. They, they're not made the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, they can talk a lot of game on social media. Uh, but when shit hit the fan in real life, mm-hmm. they, they, they crumble. Right, I was in a high school, and I was doing uh, I was doing a leadership curriculum, and I was there for about three weeks, and I heard about a lot of fights that was about to take place. Mm-hmm. They really weren't about that fight, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't. It was, it was like the buildup was too strong, and I'm like, they're not gonna fight. Mm-hmm. Both of them were too scared to fight, and so one left early, and one went on the other side of the school. Um, and then they went and told on each other. Yeah, and then they get home, <laughs> right? So they get home when they get to a, a place where it's miles apart, and they talking trash. Yo, when I see you tomorrow, mm-hmm. and, and the children of today, they they're not built the same way. And I think because of the ease of technology mm-hmm. and that convenience. Right, we didn't have that back in the day. So when when we were talking about a fight, the fight really took place, right? But then it's like you got a time span for those things. It's like it could be a it could be a twenty four hour situation. You bump me in the shoulder on Thursday, I spread the red that you have to see me at three o'clock on Friday, and it happened. Not the pop shit will stick off your shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about your mama. Not, I have not a beef pop, on Twitter. The pop shit will stick off your shoulder, spit in the dirt. It's on, baby. Out here, you start a beef with somebody on the internet, and then it go off the rails. Everybody's sharing it. You viral off of something that you didn't even expect to be noticed off of. And right. now you got to fight. Yeah. Because yeah. It's the internet that carried you this far, and then you got to do it. Yeah. But the funny part is the internet. The, in, 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 internet. Mm-hmm. The internet. Internet. carry your ass when you get deflated. Yeah. And, and I going back to, right, and so, you know, by the time this airs, uh, we would have already have gone or started the grieving process for uh, John Witherspoon, right? Man. You know, we lost the legend. Man. But one of the most memorable quotes in the movie Friday was, you know, you know, when he was talking about you fight with mm-hmm. your fist. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you you, you live to see another day. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to fight no more. They, they have to use something. They, like, somebody has to grab something or we got we got to go and we got to take him out or we got to go, we got to take her out. But it's like, it's, it's, it's not one-on-one anymore. And I remember, I'm not that much 
older than you. Mm. You were you were you were junior old here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm at the same right now. I'm in the middle. Now. Junior old here, man. Um, and I'm not too far behind you. But I remember once I got to college, that's when the one on one fighting thing was like fading away. Mm. Right? If I had a cat of um. If I had a problem with Kev, then Kevin and Ronald are going to fight. Mm. And that's it. You my mans, and you're going to be behind me to make sure that none of his friends jump in and try to jump me. Right? It's it's completely one-on-one. And then whoever won, won. Whoever lost, lost. Then y'all went on about your business. Right? We could go to clubs. We can be in the same room. And once we fought, it's over. But now, it's like this shit has to carry on. Like, it needs to be a part two, mm-hmm. a part three. Or a death at that point. I don't need a pistol. I don't need a pistol. Like I believe in the right to bear arms. You know, like you know, it's a constitutional right. I'm not gonna, uh, you know, protest somebody's advocacy for gun, you know, mm. gun ownership. Right. But uh, my attitude too bad. My attitude too bad. I'm too petty. I don't need a firearm. I'm glad you. I don't have a firearm. I'm glad you have gone to the point where you have accepted that. And it's okay. Hey, hey, man. The summer was a, gr- a growing period for me. I acknowledge it. You know what I'm saying? I want to acknowledge it. Thank you. Thank you. It was a growing period for me to just, you know, put away, not necessarily my childish thing, but my petty things. I'm trying to have come to grips with, yo, know, I'll be 40 next year, man. I'll be 39 next weekend, B. Yeah, man. I'm an old head. Mm-hmm. I'm calling the mic. <laughs> Go to my, my old head, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm trying to live like the next 40 years of my life, like I get a do over almost, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm Ebenezer screwed. I woke up on Christmas morning. I saw all the shit that happened before. Mm-hmm. I want no more parts of it. <laughs> no more parts of it. I so, you. I so I don't need, I don't like, I have a bad, my attitude too bad to have a firearm. Because I believe if you own a gun, you should use it. Yeah. What's the point of owning it? That's right. I, I, I too recognize that um, I don't have a temper that is conducive to live in an open carry state and open carry. Mm-hmm. I don't have it, right? Because the other day, um, the guy cut me off in traffic. <laughs> and he won't owe, was he? Nah, he okay, was, he, but he was the one in the wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So he was riding the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Trying to get in at the last, like we got an arrow that's telling us that we need to merge, and so he wasted the last possible second. There's no room for him to like merge, and so he cuts me off. All right, cool. I'm, you got it. You got it, sir. You got it. So then, as I'm going up, he keeps slamming on his brakes. So I move. He cuts me off again. I'm like, oh, now we have a problem. You know, I'm petty. I'm petty, right? Really. <laughs> Our petty. <laughs> That's why I am. Our petty. Right? So I got in front of him and just slammed on my brakes mm. and sat there for about five seconds. Mm. And so I your petty. Yeah. You put, you put some sauce on it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did. And I was, I was ready to take the hit. I was. I was ready to take the hit. Because after he hit me, I probably would have got his car and it would have been a problem. Mm. But God right. said no. And he, he learned his lesson. He eased up. But in that moment, I saw myself inflicting harm on him, and I was like, mm, "This ain't healthy. This ain't this ain't good. Mm-hmm. This ain't good." So I don't know if it was just uh, a combination of things, or he was he was that one that just needed to get dealt with. And I'm I'm to the point now where I'm dealing with privilege in a petty way, and so anyone that feels inclined to exercise um, blind 
uh, blind privilege, as I've been calling it. I'm dealing with you in a petty way, right? And to the point where it has lasting effects, where it just doesn't end in that moment. Mm-hmm. Pray for me, because it, it, I, I have conjured up some things in my head, and I'm slowly li- releasing them to the universe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, man. I have, we, we talking about road rage. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it's road, road rage. rage. I think it's the rage of a black man living in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel it too, man. I just feel like we're getting attacked from all angles all the time. And when we bite back, and we're, then the, it, one, we're the one, we're the one the wrong. problem. Yes. And you know, if it's at work, then I'm angry black man. Yeah. It's, if it's with... Uh, my son's mother, then I'm just all crazy and, yeah. you know, I don't have no common sense. Yeah, you're a bad dad. I'm a bad dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, yo, we can't have a strong opinion and stand on our square for nothing. Right. Like, you know, we, we, we overcharged. Uh, we are uh, over-criticized. Yeah. You know, the funny part is, like, you take somebody like Kanye West, for example, right? Uh, you got to start with him? Hey, man, we start, I think we might have started, well, no, you know, season season one, you know, we we talked about the first Sunday service, he turned that into a concert series. Let's hold off on Kanye, I, let's, you know. We come back to him. But, but, he's, he's to, to Kanye's point, <laughs> though, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, you gotta, hey, I done rolled the dice Five, now. five, go with I'm it. looking for the seven. <laughs> Out the gate. <laughs> so, when you think about Kanye West, like he's almost like the scapegoat for everybody to have an opinion, you know, regardless of which side of the fence you stand on as it relates to black men. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he has a very, a pretty strong opinion. Mm-hmm. People call him out his name for having a strong opinion, regardless if you believe it or not or agree with him or not. Right. That man is entitled to have an opinion. Correct. Right. Everybody has an opinion. First Amendment, I, you know. So I won't take that away. Right? You know, everyone does have the the freedom of speech. Yeah. But I also say, just because you have freedom of speech, does that mean does not mean you have freedom from consequence? Right. Fair. Right. And so, yeah. and, and I give that example like a student. When we all, man, we all used to work at the same organization. Yeah. When we all were working together, there was a student that, that wanted to, to jump bad. And I was like, uh, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from ass kicking. Yeah. Right? If you if you if you walk this way, are you you limping back. So is this what you really want? Right? And so just helping to understand or help people understand that just because you have an opinion doesn't mean you have to always say it. Right. True, but I I, I I believe that we are also boxed in to the point where nobody wants us to have an opinion about anything. Or they or, tell us what our opinion should be. Yeah, or, or they tell you what your opinion right. should be. And so if I'm if I'm out here protesting because they got uh, they got rid of the flats on wing night, right? <laughs> then you know I'm less of a human because I'm not up the street protesting for um Mm-hmm. Let me be real careful with this. Uh, abortion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, if, yeah. if I'm not saying what my beliefs are on abortion, um, but I'm talking about chicken wings, it's like, oh well, then you know, you must be for, uh, you must be against it. And I'm like, uh, right now, my agenda is where do they bring, like, where the wing at? Man, I need, I need ten lemon peppers. <laughs> All flats. Where's the drum at? Like, yeah, having man. a problem. Yeah. But I'm I'm seeing that more and more 
we'll be out at different events and people are asking me, um, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And sometimes I, I don't have the capacity to talk about issues that I know people aren't going to be willing to hear my point of view. Mm. Or they, they're so stuck in their own beliefs yeah. that they don't want to listen. They don't want to live. They're right. blinded by your perspective. Yeah. You know that you're not on the same wave. Yeah. So the, the choice is not to have a conversation at all right. versus engaging into the nuances of an intellectual conversation to agree to disagree. Yeah. And that's okay. But I, I appreciate different opinions, perspectives, differing views and beliefs. I would like it if we can sit down at this table, have this conversation, and still continue to sit down at the table when we're done having the conversation. Yeah. Mm. Right? But you got people slapping the table, raising their voices, pointing their hands, trying to be, um, you know, outspeaking everyone else because they feel like their point is more important and that we are wrong. And, and then when they start losing the debate or the argument, then they want to bring up different sensitive subjects where you say, oh, you, you trying to hurt me just now. Mm-hmm. Right? And so if I, if I, in turn, reciprocate with a similar um, conversation or a topic, I'm the aggressor. Mm. It's, it's almost as if we're supposed to um, be very passive and not have a voice mm-hmm. yeah. and be okay in a place. And it's, it's wild because, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think a lot of sisters do it deliberately, mm-hmm. but I also think, you know, because at the end of the day, black women are more educated than black men. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're the they're the growth strategy of our communities right. because they're, they're becoming more um, exposed to influential situations, yeah. you know, by way of education, by way of industry, and just by way of, you know, black women tough. But I mean, you take the experience and exposure that they are getting now, match that with the education, and then marry that with the grit and determination of the ancestral women that have laid the foundation for the black women in America, you have a weapon of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the the damnedest thing is that everyone else knows the power of the black woman. And so that's why there's so many devices that are installed and are executed so that the black woman can be distracted from her, her potential. I would say I would say more so almost to the point like I want sisters to be powerful mm. but we kings man yeah we kings damn it yeah we kings but we can we can be kings on our throne and also allow the women to have a seat on their throne right because a king without a queen is a powerless king and when you look at Egypt when you look at how they used to do things, women had a lot of power back yeah, then. Yeah. They did. It's, it's more so, I think the interference right now is the fact that women are stepping into a lot of the traditional roles that men held on to mm-hmm. that define what you are as a man. Men or white men? Mm. Good because question. Good question. Based on your what you just said, right? Your statement in Egypt, right? And in Africa, women were had equal power roles instead of a man, mm-hmm. right? And there are some religions that have the woman as the head, 
right? And the man being submissive to them. So the question is, are they taking roles or entering in spaces and places and showing their faces in positions that men had in general or white men had traditionally? Right. I would say, I would say, I think it's both. We, we can't have those roles. Uh, you know, it might be five brothers that can have those roles. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the t- it's like it's a tolerance level yeah. for black men. We're not letting them more in. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, no I'm the only I'm the only black man in my building. Okay, right. That's tough. You know what I'm saying? Well, they, I think they they hired the they hired maybe one more, mm-hmm. but I'm the only black administrator mm-hmm. in my building. Male 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 administrator. <laughs> Right. That's crazy. But I honestly think, like, sometimes I believe, yo, it might it might not be no more room according to the the, the, the influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only going to get one of them. And that's a bad place to be in, man. I think the bad place to be is when you recognize that there's no one else in the building that looks like you mm-hmm. or that's sitting at the table that um, resembles anything that's genetically yours. I think that's when the bad thing happens. And I have been in places where I walk into the room and I think as people of color, this is a defense mechanism or just a survival instinct. Like we automatically start counting the dots in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that's right. True. That's true. And even if I don't know you, I'm going to lock eyes with you at, or try to get your attention be like, yo, shit pop off. I got you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that, that nonverbal, it's unspoken, but it's understood thing. And I, 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 that's exhausting too, right? Because now you have to sit at a table with people that you don't really want to sit with, who are very opinionated about things that you know, if you say something, you may not be allowed back in that space anymore, mm-hmm. right? And so you 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 just smile and nod, and you you talk about the weather or the new songs that are out, or who's gonna you know go into the the next baseball game or what have you but then when they start getting into those conversations where they know what we're going to say and they are expecting us to say it a certain way and then you have to you have in that moment you have the power to make a decision on do i give them my authentic self and respond or do i just keep the peace and make it through the end of this conference and and mind you we're not even talking about you know reparations. Yeah, well, we're not we're not even talking about like your hair, or you know you, you have a beard, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just various nuances that black men black men we got to consider. Like you know I'm, I, I grew my hair out a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. The natural hair care products they working by the okay, that's right, that's right, that's right. Hey, when the when the sisters at the jo say, uh, "Excuse me, uh, what do you put in your hair?" I was like, "Oh, got him, oh, yeah. <laughs> got him. I'm, I'm in, there. I'm, I'm in there. there, I'm in the building, I'm baby. In there. I'm in there. Do you use a sponge, now, nah, baby? That's just fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> fingertips. Good. That's it. That's it. Got that good hair, girl. But it's funny though, man, because like we have to be a certain kind of way because. We have to diffuse the perception of being a threat. Mm. But we kings, man. We kings. Like, this ain't the way of kings. We shouldn't have to do that. That's a survivalist thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, even when I when I first started the program, when I was um, 
I think I was 17 when I started the program. I cut off my dreads. That was the first like adult decision I made out to be like, all right, look, it's, it's gonna be a lot of eyes on you in this space. So give them less reason to be concerned. Right. And that's sad. The thing was my hair when I cut it. That's sad. I mean, I I, I appreciate that you made a, a, a grown man decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, you know, I, I've had friends and, and relatives that, you know, they're not cutting their hair for no job. But at the same time, it's like, all right, well, you, yeah, if you don't hunt, you don't eat. Right. So is hair that important? But at the same time, like, do we have to cut our hair? Do we have to dress a certain way or, you know, get get get, get phonetic training? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? To, to, you know, fit into this very, very narrow, focused role or mode. I think it's a game, right? And <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> and I think it's a game, but you also, um, if you want to play the game, you have to describe the rules of the game. And I hated having conversations with young brothers about their hair. I hated it, right? Because it was a part of their identity. But I also had to coach them around looking beyond the physical part of your identity. And then having a question or, you know, having a conversation around you don't have to cut your hair. I'm I'm not here to tell you to cut your hair. What I am telling you to do is think about the places that you're trying to enter and consider the land or the, the, the layout or the culture and the climate of the place you're trying to go into, right? And so if you are trying to go into, for instance, when I worked at Enterprise, I had facial hair. You used to work at Enterprise, yes. Yes. You I was out there in your, in your TJ Maxx khakis yes. and washing cars. <laughs> I, was, I was out there in the Stacey Adams suit. My man, gangster. Right. And, and then, them shoes and you was watching yes, boy. Yes, that's why I didn't last long. <laughs> last long. I was a cap two. All right, last song. Pretty boy. I ain't doing this shit. Yeah. Um, he out there, he out there <laughs> wiping down Corollas. <laughs> right? And so the area manager, he was like, hey, you got to shave. And so he kind of looked like us. But then I had to break it down to him. I was like, unfortunately, that's not an option. I can't shave every day. My skin won't allow me to do this. Right. Yeah. Right? Because I'm going to do it. And then it's gonna look like yours, right. and then that's gonna stay for months. Mm-hmm. No, I can't shave every day. Now, when it starts to get like thick, and you can start to see it from a distance, I'll trim it down. I said, but I can't do bare face, and so that was the thing. Every week, he was like, "Ron, we 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 talked about this." I said, "We did, we did," but you failed to listen to what I was saying, right? right. And so I recognized that that was not a place that I wanted to be. Yeah. And so I finished out my, my summer there, you know, made some good money over the summer, mm-hmm. um, made some good connections. But then I, I exited because I'm like, this, this is not, this, this just ain't it for me. And I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. Recognizing that if I wanted to move up in the organization or just to survive until you know, I graduated, then I was going to have to look like the model that they created for the company. Yeah. And I couldn't try to get in and then try to argue that because that's what was established. And there's typically a question or in the employee handbook, you have to ascribe to the things that's already set in the policy. Right. And a lot of times we have a lot of young brothers and young sisters try to get into these places that have been in existence for years and they try to make some noise to get some things to change. And it's like, yo, this company has been around for a very long time. 
And so understanding that I'm not telling you not to make noise, you just understand what's going to come with the noise. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's almost like, yeah, we'll give you diversity and inclusion, Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can cancel the equity. Yeah. <laughs> we, right. Nothing going to get equitable. In this and the diversity is, we went from yellow post-it notes to yellow and blue post-it notes. <laughs> you better sit your ass yeah, down until that's finished his work. Hey, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I've been, I think... Uh, as as the our audience knows, you know, we've been missing in action for a little bit, but we really would you know, we we needed a time to reprieve, have some reprieve and we're dealing with the day to day of our day jobs, et cetera. But that's something I was thinking about, you know, as we transition from summer to fall, man, you know, wanting to do and energize to do more entrepreneurial projects. Mm. Because I I thrive better when I can be myself. Dialect, hair, aesthetics, and all. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like uh, a lot of things are happening in the culture right now, where you know we just don't we don't have a voice. Yeah. Sorry, I hit the button. It's all good. It's all good. We don't, we don't have a voice. You know? no, I feel that. I totally feel that. I. So you brought up Kanye, yeah, um, and close on Sunday. <laughs> you got Chick Fil A. So I Yo. always, I always leave. <laughs> Yo, I get it, I get it. Kanye is a radical for Jesus Christ, man. I, God bless him. I always, I think Kanye is smoking though. <laughs> I always lead with this disclaimer that I will not take anything away from his musical genius. Yeah. So that that I'm trying to figure out. I don't. I don't really look, have. I'm a, I look, Kanye got another ten years of grace from me. Another ten years of forgiveness. For Kanye, ten years of grace. Kanye ain't bro- broken no laws. Kanye ain't broken no laws. Kanye just he just, he just spoke his mind. He, he didn't break any laws. He broke right? no laws. But, also, but but thinking about that red hat that he proudly wore, hey. or he 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 allowed the red hat to adorn his mm-hmm. black body. Okay. Yeah. We we're automatically giving him a pass because instead of saying. Um, 
singing I Get So Weak. He changed it into a gospel song. I'm not giving him a pass for the, the transition into Christ, Christian the transition to Christianity. Okay. I'm giving him a pass from the standpoint of I, I'm not looking at Kanye as my uh political advocate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, like, no. You know I mean I don't I don't I don't I don't give Kanye that level of uh authority mm-hmm. to kind of drive my decisions on policies Clearly or not. put beliefs on policies. Clearly not. I'm just wondering, I'm wondering what went off in, I'm going to make it real personal. Yeah. What the hell went off in black America's heads to where all of a sudden he's singing about Jesus and we, we just forgot, we forgot that he was endorsing a candidate that one wanted to eradicate HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Right or through paper towels in the faces of the Puerto Rican victims. Right, he, he said he or Kobe after that joint, like that was bad. I'm just I'm trying to figure out now. I get it from the Christian standpoint. You're supposed to forgive. I, I get it. Hey man, Paul was a murderer. I get it when he was solved. There's several examples in the so then when we and, and Kanye ain't on that level. holy book of law, right? <laughs> The book of, of of all mystery. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I get it. But it's like, yo, we've counseled a lot of people who have done less. I don't believe in cancel cancel culture to begin with, though. I don't believe in it. So, and I and especially, and I, I think this is the this is the conflict I have with the cancel culture, and people quick to you know exclude Kanye from. Existence, <laughs> but is it is it quick? Because this has been a progression since Jesus. Hey man, the brother has mental. I mean, like this is why I empathize with Kanye, right? He's trying to work through all of his issues and ailments in the public eye, and I know from my standpoint, working through my own issues privately, you know, him trying to go through grief and understanding, you know level setting that his mom's not here and trying to be a husband and a family man and then you have all of this fame when you're not the ideal rapper like like when Kanye came out he wasn't the proto the prototypical rapper he had hot tracks right yeah that everyone was bobbing their head to like the beats went hard yeah he had every now and then some catchy lyrics, but it was just like it was a package. Everyone liked the Kanye package. He didn't fit in then, which which was good because at that time he came out. That's what I wouldn't say millennials. What, what were we? Was it? Yeah, I was millennials. Yeah, yeah was just, I was in the dinosaur. I was in the building. I was at the show. You did next, right? You did next. Yeah, like right, the last year. The last year. Oh, next, man. Yeah, you. Last and most. Remember, remembering life before the internet. But I mean, that's when everyone. Like, like, that was the moment where, when he came out, everyone was trying to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone was trying to. They were subscribing to different. Uh, Friends and what have you, but they were still trying to make it their own thing. And so, college dropout was identifying with a lot of people who dropped out of college or had that struggle within higher education, late registration. Like those were things that we understood. Now, I, I, I so I'm bouncing around because I, I have I have feelings about this. I'm I'm I, what are the feelings? I'm tr- I'm trying to so. From a believer standpoint, mm-hmm. I think it's it, it, he's hitting 
populations um, that may or may not have had exposure to the faith. Yes, and I'm just going to leave it there, right? And so I get the forgiveness, and he's exposing the faith to individuals. Yes. But I'm I'm concerned about the follow-up. You're exposing him to this. How how what's the follow-up, right? Yeah. And even going into social work, and the the ideology there is that we recognize that there's a problem, but now we have to have a plan so that the problem can be solved and we don't end up back where we are. This is this is how I how I assess what you just said. Give it to me. Is it gonna come a day, in, let's say in the near future, oh, that he will he will say, you know what, this this uh this Jesus stuff ain't working because in the in the Bible it says, you know, you have to kill your own flesh daily, yeah, to be like Christ. You have to die daily. You have to die daily yeah. and pick up your own cross and bear it. That's and bear it. That's what it says, right? You know, because I ain't obeyed no more. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I'm in this zone deep now. Come on, you went to vacation Bible school. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I got uh, I got a streak on my uh, my U version, my U version Bible app. There it is. U version Bible app, man. Is. Yeah, man. Oh, you was consistent for 14 days then. Yeah, no, hey man, I, I had a I had a streak about 327 days. There it is. Son. You know, but what then I got I got sick. Jesus. Yeah, I got sick, <laughs> and I uh, went back. <laughs> you was substituting Yeezy for Jesus. That's I see what you did there, son. You know, you're missing it. Yeah, but I, I picked it back up. I picked it back up. You know, but I, I, so I, I say this. I don't. You know, I'm not looking to Kanye to uh, bless me with the word mm. daily or every Sunday. Correct. You know, I ain't knocking him for his spiritual walk either, though. Correct. You know, I, like I'm, I'm not. What, what did what did Pusha T say on the uh, on the on the verse? He said, "Yo, I'm not one to judge. I'm crooked as Vegas, right? So I'm not, I'm not one to judge mm. if he is authentic or not." Correct. I don't think any of us can judge. Yeah. I think my concern is, and this this is with anything. We we as a society, we will create thrones to put people on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when we don't realize that the reason why they weren't already on the throne is because we knocked it down from under them to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's and that, that that's my thing. I think honestly, man, it's funny because hey, my ex wife and my mother in law, ex mother in law, they Christian Bible banging people, and they cold as they cold as ice. <laughs> they cold as ice. You know what I'm saying? So. You got Christianity comes in different forms and fashion. No, it doesn't. My it's grand- not supposed to. Hey, it's not supposed to. But my grandfather used to tell me back in the day, he said, yo, somebody banging, banging, banging the Bible and they ask you for uh, $50, don't expect to get it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just like, <laughs> and so I, I look at, I look at all Christians, not from a cynical standpoint, but yo, you human beings, you gonna make mistakes. Right. And Kanye happens to be one of the more popular human beings in in the faith. We 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 like to put the spotlight on people in their suffering. Yeah, and we try to pull out this Hollywood glamorous um, silver lining in the middle of people's uh, suffering. 
And it's like, yo, allow him to to heal however he needs to heal, right? But now we, we're inviting the different college campuses because now it's not like therapeutic. Now it's, let's bring in this money. Oh, yeah, because he, he got some merch behind it. Now it's commercialized. He did, he did 280000 in the first week, you know. But at the same time, if John P. Key go double platinum, I'm cool with that too. That's cool, but he still ain't gonna wear a Make America Great hat. I mean, <laughs> you make America yeah. Did I say that right? Make America Great Again. There you go. Hey, I guess. MAGA. Or as, as, as one of my Mexican friends, uh, MAGA stands for Mexicans always get across. That's cool. I told him, but I was like, I don't think I should laugh that hard. What, what you think about Kanye, brother Mike? You you dig him or, or you you like now? So, I mean, I like Kanye pre The Life of Pablo. You know, that's I think Ooh, that's, I forgot about that album. Jesus was like, Yeah, Life of Pablo was like, Cool, I'm gonna take a step back with Kanye. That was right after uh, 808 and Heartbreaks. Jesus, nah, no, that was no. after uh, The Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo was after My Dog and Twisted Fantasy. 808 and Heartbreaks, before, the 808 and Heartbreaks was like right after his mama died. That's where you could recognize his trajectory mm-hmm. of suffering. Mm-hmm. So a woman so heartless. Boom, boom, boom. It's, it had, it's, I don't even remember. It was like a RZA beat. It mm-hmm. sounded like a RZA beat. I don't even remember anything on that album. In the night. Oh, that's, that's on that album? Oh. Oh. What else is in that album? So a woman so heartless. Yeah, nah. That's all. That was on 808 and Heartbreaks. Yeah, that yeah. one was a mixed up album. Cause he was he was like a it was like an anime it was like an anime video. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember that. When he still had a music video. I'm I don't know, man. I mean, my opinion on Kanye, I feel like. Can I curse this? Can I, yeah, I, feel I feel like he's full of shit, dog. <laughs> you think he's full of shit? Yeah, like, Kanye. Like, full of shit. Yeah. 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 I appreciate that. I appreciate Man. that. So respectful. Yeah. And Mama so- J, Mama J, we tried. We tried to go. We we, we, we we dropped the ball. We get it next time, though. We get it next time. Love Lockdown was also on that album. Yeah. So I okay. uh-huh. Love, See You in My Nightmares, Cold as Winter. Um... Heartless, amazing. It was sonic, like sonic, you will. Sonically, it was different. Like all of his projects, because he's an artist, right? He's you, an artist. You can, you can see where there was uh, <laughs> some type of evolving there. Yeah. Mm. And like I listened to the album, but it wasn't one of those. Hey, yo, run that whole thing back. Right. Yeah. It wasn't a miseducation of Lauren here. Oh, nah, nah. It wasn't a late registration. It wasn't college dropout. It was like, yo, if I hear it on the radio, I'm going to bob my head. Right. I ain't going to cut it off too soon. Right. right. But that's, yeah. So you're saying, so y'all saying that because he's do, he's he's doing it for God, no, it's not no. Jesus walks was a banger. Yeah, that was a hit. <laughs> Can you call it a banger? But I feel like he's full of. He's just full of it because Kanye has always been on the stance of trying to be controversial to make music to make hits mm-hmm. to get attention. Okay, it ultimately leads to money. So right. you, so you think he, you think he's he's trolling the this Christian faith? Not even trolling. I think he's. He's being very um, pick and go about it. Like he's he's picking up spoonfuls of what he sees is useful. He knows that the orchestra sound vibe is gonna bite. He knows that the grand chorus is gonna bite. He knows that the piano is gonna bite. Boom. Matter of fact, let's just make gospel, right? He he's a faith driven person, but I don't think his. What have you been hearing from the Christians? <laughs> right. I don't I don't think Kanye even. 
I mean, the Chris is like, I was arguing with my mom about it because she, she didn't Kanye crazy too. But yeah. she, she listened to the album. She listened know, to the whole, yeah. Because of the gospel aspect mm-hmm. of it. She was like, I want to hear it because man, this he is had, what I like. Man, he had clips of Kenny G on one record. Yeah. I, Kanye, I right with me. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta think about it. Gospel music, gospel artists, younger gospel artists or individuals that were trying to bring new individuals into the fold have been doing that for years, right? right? Mm-hmm. They've been taking old songs that everyone is familiar with spinning. And, and spinning it, yeah. yep. right? And so going back to the musical genius of Kanye, he knows how. the choir, the, the sound, like it was like if you close your eyes and listen to just the music or just, just the sound that is produced mm-hmm. on Sunday service, you... Like, you can see color in black and white. Live music is just, that's how it goes. Yeah. Like, even when you listen to his older music, Kanye's biggest songs always have some live choir in it, or they have uh, a person's voice that's spun into part of the beat yeah. that kind of reverberates through the song. Yeah. You know, that's how Kanye's style is built. Like, that's what, him as a beat maker, beyond being a rapper, has always been his biggest selling point, especially making music for other people. But I think that in an aspect of him right now realizing that Black people socially have turned their back to Kanye. Kanye has to get to an audience. Yo, you saying he, he got saved to get his audience back? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. oh, oh my God. God. I mean, hello, <laughs> Don Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> even, I even watched, I watched a little piece of um, the Kardashians one time because I, I saw an aspect that was funny on Twitter. He was telling Kim, he was like, yo, I don't think it's appropriate for you to dress this way anymore. You know. I'm, oh, I heard about that. Yeah. He was like, you know, I just with my faith, I, I don't think it's appropriate. Like, we we got to figure this out. She was like, Yo, you built my image this way. You dressed me this way. What are you talking about? But can he come? You know, as and then, all right, this is the thing. I'm gonna bring it back to us, right? Mm-hmm. As black men, yep. can't we evolve? Because you know, most of us was ratchet. At some point, shit, I'm ratchet now to a degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, but as a black man, can I can I have a can I have a come to, come to Jesus moment? No pun intended. No so. Can I have a come to Jesus moment with myself to say, all right, well, you know, maybe I maybe I don't want my lady dressed in a certain way because I know my lady has influences over. Another generation of young women. Oh, I have like he got daughters. Like he got daughters. I don't think you're allowed to say that when you built your ladies' image that way. It's it's a door that you opened at that point. And you, you, know? so you, you think it's a wrap. You yeah. can't take a person's hands and close their own door when you open it. I'm just saying, you created that image for her. Mm-hmm. You know, she Kim Kim was it's arguable to say she was fine or not, but. Kim has had an image. She had some dark bags under her eyes. Yeah, no did. makeup and black back in the day. Coming from other um, yeah, Paris Hilton, right? She used to be Paris Hilton little lucky girl. Nah, that, was, that, that was Nicole Richie. Paris mm. Hilton and Nicole Richie. Kim Kardashian. I almost said a microaggression. Was Ray, was Ray J. That was Kim Kardashian no, popped off with Ray J. Pre-Ray J. I mean, maybe she, she hung out with Paris Hilton. Yeah, I hung out with Kim Kardashian one night. No, you did. I'm sorry to hear that. I did. I'm sorry to hear that. Did. This was this was in this is in, <laughs> I, I promise you. I promise you. This was in uh, 2008. I mean, all okay. candy on that. Go ahead. I'm gonna tell you the story. <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen. The time at Kim met partied in the same building with Kim Kardashian. I was in Vegas God, for. for uh, a buddy of mine's birthday. Mm. 
And so it's probably maybe seven or eight of us out in Vegas, which is the case. There might have been a bachelor party involved as well. And we're at, uh, y'all know the Luxor Hotel mm-hmm. in Vegas? The one that looked like the pyramid. Looked like oh, the pyramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they used to have uh, a club in the joint. I don't know if it's still there, uh, called LAX. It was a club. It was a big club. It was cool. And uh, we had worked through a mutual friend. We had worked through a friend to kind of, kind of get a table and all that stuff out there. And we were in one section. And the next thing you know, this big-ass birthday cake come down. Because Kim Kardashian just celebrated a birthday in October. We were out there in October. And I don't know if it might have been her 30th birthday or 29th birthday. So this was like, this was, this was some years ago. So 2008? Yeah, 2008. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, something like that. He said 98. <laughs> this guy here, I can't stand him. <laughs> so this big-ass cake, this big-ass cake comes out, right? And then I see another cat, and I'm just like, damn, this dude looks familiar. Fucking it's Reggie Bush. <laughs> it's Reggie Bush. Mm. So she was, you know, she was she used to date Reggie Bush. Right. She always had a thing for the brothers, you know what I'm saying? Oh. So, so it was Reggie Bush. So and, it, and Kim Car yeah, it's true. That's OJ. Kim Kim K. <laughs> Kim K came out with Reggie Bush. Mm. Yeah, and it was another guy, I forget his name. He played for the uh he played for like the Denver Broncos. But the more to the story is you know, I saw her, and I was literally in a section beside her. Mm. But I uh, woke up the next morning, and we had a uh, close to five thousand dollar bar tab. Mm-hmm. That's a story. Mm-hmm. When you realize <laughs> that's, that's a story. Just, that's a story for another day. Just because we sat beside her doesn't mean he was on her level. No, nah, we weren't on. No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's levels to the game. You know, it's level. It's levels to the game. Mm. But yeah, we had a four, we had a forty five hundred dollar bar tab, and uh, mm. yeah, so that's that's like a, a story that I had. Damn. Kim K. I used to think that the, the Kardashians was corrupting Kanye, but. You think Kanye is corrupting Kanye? I think Kanye is, is corrupting Kanye. How is he corrupting himself? How is he corrupting his vein into the media culture mm-hmm. as it stands? You know? He said that he said in the interview with uh, Big Boy that he, you know, to, to be part of the culture is to be a slave. Which I which I kind of agree with them, sort of. I can feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're in the cult, like, if you're a black man in, in say, hip-hop culture, you're supposed to be uh, hyper-masculine. Mm-hmm. Hypersexual. Sexual. Tough. The biggest, the baddest of the bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to be Dolomite in the flesh. You know, right. shout, out to, shout out to Eddie Murphy, wonderful Netflix. Traditionally, that wasn't Kanye, though. You know, he was always the backpack dude in the polo. <laughs> I, I, I understand that, but as you, as he got more fame and more wealth, then he started to get, but wow. And then, you know, if you, if you kind of think was. about on the, like the first album, I think he, his girlfriend was a Delta. Because he shouted her out in the joint, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah. girlfriend was a Delta. Shout out to the women of Delta. Super oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Girlfriend was a Delta, you know, had the kind of HBCU experience, this, mm. that, and the third. Mm. And then, you know, when he got some paper, then it was like Amber Rose. Mm. Very exotic. And when you get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. Yeah. And this was, yeah. That was his life. And then, and then he kind of started to live out his music. You, you want to know what he wasn't living out? That prescription that he never got. 
Honestly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, but let the, but the, the but brother, but I'm concerned. He, I'm he's concerned. working through that though. He this is, right? But I'm, but I'm thinking that this is, this is, yeah. I'm, this is just my opinion. Yeah. Sometimes you need, you can't heal in the same places that hurt you. Mm. True. Mm. You can't. But you also need, you also need mentorship and people to kind of put that, speak that into your life and put that in your ear right. and protect you. I don't think he really had a lot of people around. He doesn't. Kim ain't going to say it because she ain't going to get no more injections in her ass, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, and look, Kim getting black women out of jail, man. Getting black people out of jail. At this point, I mean, you I can't know. even be mad at Kim. Yo, Kim, I mean, cause I got a higher opinion of her than Kanye. What? I, you, okay. That's uh, tough, man. Honestly, she why? Getting, she getting black folk out of jail. What Kanye doing? Kanye, Kanye. black people in jail. Wait, 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 wait. This is the thing, though. This is the thing. Especially like, the influence the, people. This, this is the game recognized game podcast. Yeah. RLJ and Kev, right? Yeah, yeah. Look at the game. He shouted, shouted out Trump, stroked his ego, wore the damn MAGA hat, had Jim Brown, pulled Jim Brown in the White House, mm. and was talking to Jerry about hydrogen planes and some crazy shit. It's like some X-Men shit, right? Oh. And, and gave Trump a hug, and then next thing you know, his wife got direct access to the president of the United States for her prison reform causes. I'm hoping she didn't do anything to get in that position. I didn't. My face was not sincere. But I, so I'm saying, you know, all right, is he is he is he off? Perhaps, right? Is he a? Because uh, I, I don't think Trump. I don't. I don't think Kanye could recite or reference one forty-five policy. I, I promise you. Are there 45 policies? Ah, look, that's, that's just another, no, another, right. another show for you're another right. day. I'm, you're right. I'm sorry. You know, I don't think he can. Mm. I think Kanye likes 45 because he's non-traditional as it relates to becoming a president. It's like a, it's like a, it's more like a, a style, ego, and power thing. Isn't that worse though? If you like a person based on the fact that they just aren't Hey, but hey, b- back in the day, once again, I'm the old head at the table, right? Mm-hmm. Black people love, fell in love with Bill Clinton when he started playing the saxophone on, on the Arsenio Hall oh, show. Shoot, that black, black people fell in love with Bill Clinton. Yeah, that, that happened. Yeah, he played the hell out of that sax. He played the hell out of that sax. And, and, and ever, since then, ever since that time, black people love Bill Clinton despite the 94 crime bill. That part that killed that 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 did a lot more damage to the black community than Kanye wearing a MAGA hat. And, and so I want to okay. I want to jump on the comment you said. Uh, people didn't vote for Trump because his ideas were different. People voted for Trump because they were still pissed off that a black man was in the White House for eight years. Needed to work. And so that was eight years of animosity, hatred, and anger that went to the polls and did what they needed to do. Heightened level of pettiness. Pettiness to the 10th degree. Most conservative, belligerent, whitest man that they could put in the office. Nah, I think they put, I I think people put a person in the office that they had a level of exposure to that didn't exist from a presidential candidate previously. Well, they also knew that reality star, he didn't know what he yeah. what, what he was doing, and so he would rely heavily on the people that was around him. Mm-hmm. 
but he hasn't had solid people around him, or he's chased them away. Yeah, that's Amorosa. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, this is my I'm not. this is my question though, right? And it's something that Kanye said in one of those interviews that intrigued me. He was like, "Black people have been brainwashed by liberals." God. Right. And I, I, I disagree because I, we're not a, a monolithic uh, race mm-hmm. and everybody thinks the same, looks the same, enjoys the same stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually believe that most black people, I ain't going to say most, that might be overgeneralizing it, but I, I do think there's a large percentage of black people that have very, very conservative viewpoints, mm-hmm. right? I just believe there ain't never been a dope Republican to come out to cater to the black vote. Right. I mean, was, you have to make sense at yeah. the end of the day. And since, like, we spoke on black women kind of being the, the champion of black people as a mm-hmm. group, when they look at these Republican candidates and say it don't make sense, the rest of the internet follow. I mean, I feel like people, largely black women, vote for the people that have black people's best interests. Yeah, and, and black and, and black view, views and, and, and mm-hmm. as part of their policy. I mean, right. and, and depending on who you ask, you will ask, I mean, if you ask the right, I don't want to say the wrong person, if you ask a certain type of person who is black, they will say that President Barack Obama did nothing for the black race. Right. Oh, yeah, it's several, several. And so... I, Getting getting into the weeds of the conversation, <laughs> the president can't just be the president for the black people. It can't be the president right. for the people that's just in Texas. Can't be the president for the people that you know live in Washington D.C. Right? You are representing the whole entire United States of America. I get it, right? And so I didn't have an expectation that um, the White House was going to turn into a HBCU. You mean when he woke up in the morning, he didn't have uh, fight the power? He probably did. Lasted in the whole. He probably did. <laughs> he probably got dressed up. Uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays playing in the background, yeah. right? But I, I, it was a lot of Burberry cologne <laughs> in the West Wing. <laughs> Jew. Jew. He looked like a Jew brother. Oh, nah, man, nah. President Obama, he he, he definitely he definitely a step above cool water and Jew obsession. Obsession, nah, man. He he like a white musk. He like a Dunhill Desire kind of guy. Yeah, he smoked too many cigarettes. Oh, some of the weed jokes. He needs something a little stronger. That's fair. That lasts all day. Yeah, get through your pores. But I mean, so depending on who you ask, you're gonna get a different different answer. But I ultimately, you have to acknowledge that. The Obama administration united the country in different areas that hasn't been done in administrations before. Mm. You impact that, that administration empowered the younger generation um, because that was where some of the most vocal activists came from was that young age group, right? Because it, he gave individuals something to believe in, and you know the law of psychology. People need something to believe in. Right now, we ain't got nothing. We got shit. And I think that's and the reason. The reason that people are so focused on, at the end of the day, things or people that don't really count. Kanye West, for example, right? Right. Because it's clickbait. I think it's a distraction. 
It's a distraction from the turmoil that we're living in. Exactly. Mm. Think about think about this, man. Every time forty five was really like the, the the heat on the back of his neck was really it was really coming down on him. Then there would be a shift. And Kanye was a part of a lot of those shifts. Here comes sleeping eat. Right. <laughs> Here comes sleep. You know, you know what I mean? Sweeping from the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a distraction almost. So it's like don't let the don't let the, the smooth taste fool you. Like people worried about Kanye, but at the same time We still have children dying at the borders. And and this 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 person that we have in, in office uh has done some illegal things. Mm. So it's like, yo, don't let, don't let, don't let the fact that Kanye on this faith wall fool you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, regardless of what you think about his previous, his previous. Hey, uh, Donald Trump may be the executive producer on that. I'm, hey man, he get a point. He get a point or two, or at least some of the merch. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I will put it past him. I think Trump probably got an easy fit in the house. Kanye took over. For real, man. You yeah. think he think? Triple like so? Yeah. Nah, I'm done. I'm talking. Nah, 45, 45 got, the, 45 got the, the big Yeezy boots. <laughs> the big Yeezy boots. She got the Yeezy white Never mind. Stop it. Never mind. Stop it. Oh, yeah. You know she got to fit it in there somewhere. Yeah. Hey, yo, so, Brother Mike, what you doing with all your professional money that you're making, man? You dating? What you doing, man? Ooh, are you we dating? dating? Yeah, the, 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 honey, the honey's out there for you. Um, professional black man. Is that Tinder app blowing up? Yeah, man. So, I, I, I dropped the dating apps. You dropped the dating apps? I'm almost there. I think I'm going to just, I'm going to retire them, yo. I finally started seeing somebody, though. Like you I did? Just, hmm? How's it going for you? Well... Yeah, it's been like a year. I've been dating this girl for almost a year. Is it serious? Yeah. As, as Brother Jay is choking on his reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's a year and, and, and no one around the Yeah, you ain't telling me. I told you about that. Nah, I, I said I've been dating. I've been dating. I've been no, openly dating for a break. Openly dating. Since like October last year. But is this is this a, a single person? Is this an exclusive relationship? It's pretty exclusive now. It's pretty exclusive It's very now. exclusive now, yeah. What? You so, just trust me. That's why I'll be trusting me, y'all. The young mother. I'll be trusting them, man. Just don't. Just be. They ain't gonna tell us. You won't tell us. That was gonna tell us. She wanted to come. Honestly, she wanted to come tonight. She wanted to come to this, and I was like, Nah, this is guys. We talking. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna catch up. With you. So, so what was the? What, what made it serious for you, man? Um. I think it was, I, I did it differently than I did before. You know, y'all know my last situation. Ooh, that was a mess. Yeah, man. Mess. I'm not, not going to talk so long. Um, you know, I ain't talking about you anymore. But I will say <laughs> one thing for, is for sure. I thought I had problems with my ex-wife. <laughs> this one ain't your wife. This is, a, this is a girlfriend. Girlfriend. Like a part-time girlfriend. It was, it was, <laughs> was sorry. I, I, I ain't going to say something. I'm going to say something. <laughs> it was to the point where everyone that worked with Mike was ready to fight her. Yeah. yeah. She looked at me wrong in the parking lot, and I was like, had I not had a meeting, she would have got that water bottle upside her ear. <laughs> she looked at me wrong. I just, I just, I just she realized who I was, and she was like, oh, hey. Oh, hey, hell. I just remember... <laughs> 
She didn't know what I drove anymore. Like that's, that's how. That's a damn shame. You had to get a car accident to get a new car. What was that TV show on USA? Silk stockings. <laughs> Man, but it took me months. It took me a, a good couple of months to realize that I had not healed because I was bitter and I was emotionally like displaced in everything I did. Mm-hmm. So when I was dating different chicks and stuff, and it got kind of serious, I was just like, "No, nah, I don't want. I don't really want that." How old are you, man? Be on my twenty-four. Dad? Twenty-four, man. And I so I got some years, man. I got a decade and a half on you, damn man. That's crazy. But I feel the same way dating mm-hmm. right now, you know, because I look at dating like sales. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Another story. No, thank, you, thank, you, thank, you for, thank you for inviting me, inviting me in to, to tell it. Was it was story time. It was a pause. It's story time. Oh, yeah. I do feel like I have traumatic experiences from, you know, my marriage or what have you, mm-hmm. where, you know, I, I'm scared to trust women. I'm scared to trust women. I feel that. And I think, and somebody told me this recently, that um, I push people away. Mm. And there might be some truth to that. You know, but I just think it's like you're trying to deal with it in your own time mm. and in your own space. I feel that. I've right. gotten that same feedback. I'm I'm distanced when I don't when I don't want to have interaction with people. Like I go MIA for a while, mm-hmm. and then I got to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got that same feedback recently. But I just I think I, I said it's kind of crazy because there's a, a significant age difference between me and you. Mm. But when it comes to dating. For black men, like it's similar. Mm-hmm. It's the same experience, and it's nobody's teaching you how to do this properly. And I think it's just um, people going around learning and hurting each other until they figure out what they want. But then that's that damage mm-hmm. that you gotta work through at the same time. 
So I was lucky, man. I met somebody who had minimal damage to her. Like, like minimal traumatic experiences from dudes. And I could work with that. Yeah. She, she told me a lot, too, man. She yeah, she passed, you know, she passed her SATs with a, she had a 1020. Passed her SATs with a 1020. She what was I learned, good. it was just like, you got to find... You should do everything in your power to make something convenient for you in a way that works for you. Like, you shouldn't have to... For me, at least in my age range, I should not be worrying about things related to a relationship that people married will have to worry about. Like, I should be able to date somebody to have fun, you know? And that's what I did for a long time. I dated people to have fun. And I kept it minimal at a level. If you're 24, then, you can do that now, bro. Right. You, can exactly. you, you should do that now. But, but when, I, you get, when you get 38, 39, game you don't have that kind of time. If you're single at 38, 39, whoo. Listen, listen don't listen to Kanye. Jesus is king, man. Is, no, Meditate no, a little bit. No, 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 Okay, cool. You live on campus. That's three hours away. I can't see you every day if I wanted to. Like, that helps me. You know, that helps me not spend money. So she's in college? She's in college, yep. She's a senior in college. Um, What school? University of Maryland, Eastern Shore. Eastern Shore. Oh, she out there. Yeah, yeah that's a drive. Yeah, that's a drive. Yeah, yeah that's a drive. It's a turn yeah. spot, though. Yeah. I had some good times with you, man. Eastern Shore. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I knew her from high school. So I kind of had an idea of who she was as a person already. She's kind of the, she's the sun to my moon, you know. I'm Come on, the, son. Come on, son. I'm the, I'm the moon. She's the sun. She brightens the day. She brings right? the energy. Hey, she hold up, man. So here's the thing. She's your sun <laughs> and your moon. And we just now finding out that you got a moon yeah, or a sun. Sometimes. Or some stars. So this is the question. This is the question I got. You know, big big bro, gotta, I got to ask you the question. Eastern Shore, like three and a half hour, four hour drive. Mm. So it's an exclusive relationship. At this point, yeah. 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 And you dealing it's, with that? It took a while for it to get there. I'm straight with that. I'm you straight with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you deal with that? I mean, just, yeah. Have you been there yet? Yeah, I've been there a lot. Okay. Yeah, a lot. I've been there a lot. Okay. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> she can have people on campus. Yeah, she got her own. Uh, she, she's not in dorms or anything. Oh, she's got like so an apartment on five. She's older than me. She's only a year older than me. So she stays in like the older housing areas. Close to me. So she got a nice little two bedroom apartment. Okay. She got a place. I'm proud of you, man. That's good. I'm proud of you, man. You got moon and stuff. Yeah, man, you said the summer turned out a lot better than mine, boy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, so we was we had a conversation about that in the car. It was just like I was playing the field for a while because I didn't. I knew I did, I wasn't ready for a relationship, so I was just dating to figure out what I even liked in the first mm-hmm. place. So it was a lot of trial and error with the women that I talked. But to. I think that's acceptable. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think that's how you have to learn sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You settle too much, and you and learn, you learn it, and you it. learn it. You should learn it now. You know what I mean? Because I'm telling you, bro, when you get when you get my age, man, this dating shit is 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 severe. 
It's, it's like a field of war. It's a field of war, man. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder why. Yeah, it's it, man. It is. It's like you know the video game Halo. Mm. That's what the dating is like. When you 38, 39, <laughs> you be somebody on on a little app or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yo, man, it's, it's real. It's real, man. That's what I learned. So I learned. I said, uh, I'm going to pull a Kanye, too, man. I'm just going to read the Bible and chill. Man. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> what <are> you say? Yeah, I'm just saying, man. Yeah. Don't wait for her to fall off the sky, bro. You nah, she ain't, nah, man, nah. Because, you know, I, and I understand that. But I also, I'm kind of selfish myself. You talk about convenience, yeah. like the convenience. I like, like, all right. So, women would say, "Well, yeah, they're looking for travel buddies, this, that, the third. I'm, I'm like, cool. You gonna pay your own way? I don't know you like that. I think that's to take you, to take you, to take you a travel, travel, a travel bag. Yeah. yeah, I know a lot of people that have those. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I don't, know, thing. I don't know you like that to pay for the whole freight. And if I don't a, pay for the whole freight, I'm gonna just go by myself and pick me <laughs> up something when I get there. Hey, I think that's the convenience <laughs> that you're allowed, though. Like that's what I mean. Like it shouldn't be anything that you should go out of your way for within means. Mm. Like, if you're dating a woman with children, you shouldn't have to put down no money on her kids or what she does. Oh, that, that's not going to happen no way, man. I got, for y'all I, to go out I got my own child support to pay. I don't right. I'm not trying to be no to that, point, to that point, what I will say is that um, the conversation needs to be happening. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, we just assume. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have those conversations. It's just like, oh, it's if we if it's not assumed, then my actions I'm gonna show you, right? But we just not gonna talk. We just not gonna talk about it. And I think that I think that's an issue with a lot of um, young brothers. We a lot of us aren't having these conversations. Mm-hmm. And when shit gets real, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this could have been avoided had we just had the conversation. Right. While driving to the movies, we can talk about those things, right? But in a relationship. If you can't have those uncomfortable conversations that pull you out of your comfort zone, you're like, you're not going to grow as a person and then you're not going to grow as a couple. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, I think the person that you're in a relationship with has to be able to challenge your thinking mm. and has to be able to, I don't want to say test you, but, but make you develop muscles in capacities or in areas that you didn't know you were lacking. Brother Jay, I don't need no more tests. You went to test. I'm strong already, man. I'm strong already. I'm good. I'm good. I know, like, I want a testimony. But, but like, for instance, patience, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you find yourself being real patient, but then when you get in a relationship where it requires patience, you like, shit, I didn't know I had, I didn't know I had this muscle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I'm looking back on past relationships, and there was some time where I was just resistant to exercise. Mm-hmm. I was resistant. No, I'm not, I'm not doing this. No, right? I'm not, I'm not doing it. Mm. Right? They're asking for stuff. No. No, I'm not doing that. Right? Focus inward. And now I can see, um, in some instances, I'm glad that I didn't. Mm. Um, and then in some, I do wonder, mm, had I been open to growing and developing, what would that have looked like? How would that have impacted the relationship? Um, but you know, all good things must come to an end. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that's how I feel too. Like she challenges me in a lot of different ways. And over the last year, just kind of 
going to what you just said and having those little mini milestone moments kind of helps set in stone like okay cool if we did get into a relationship we knew it would be cool just because of the various things that we've already talked about and um and in the same token it kind of gave me a little bit of regret too because it was like dang if i had known what i know now maybe my last relationship would have been better man you 24 man you might have two three tomorrow before the year out <laughs> you know we still we still got we still got about uh 59 what i will say though I, i've never i've never dated someone for more than two or three months without trying to be in a relationship with them Damn. Like without trying to like, <laughs> honestly, yeah. that's what I. Ain't nobody telling me no better. Like, so you like to be booed up. Yeah, but that's a, right. like be but that's, that's a good point, right? Right. You weren't you weren't taught how, right. and so a lot of us black men, we are doing this thing, and we weren't necessarily taught how. Right. Right. We heard about relationships, and some of us may have been blessed enough to grow up in a house with a healthy relationship, um, but but. A lot of individuals are trying to figure this thing called life out. And then you have the dating aspect. And then when you have children, it's the father aspect, right? And that's a whole different conversation. How can I be something that I didn't see myself? Right. You can be it, you know, and, and that's the wild you thing. You can become it. You can, you can be it. You can become it. Yeah. You can become it and you can learn how to how to become. Yeah. Right. But I also think, at least in my, you know, speaking from my, my perspective, if the relationship don't work out, then you want to be this father, mm. but then you have these various roadblocks and challenges with your baby baby mom, mm. and it's like, all right, well, how do you how do you work through that? Because nobody, like like you say, you've never seen it. Yeah. Mm. You've never seen it, so you don't. You know, you're in a foreign territory, if you will. And that shit get exhausting, man. Well, I mean, think think on something as simple. You and your significant other are having a heated discussion. And the only time you see the heated discussion, it ends with people going their separate way. Mm -hmm. You don't, you haven't been shown, no, I don't have to raise my voice, right? I don't have to over talk the person that. I'm having a conversation with we can be passionate but we can't be pushy mm. right I don't like no one has said okay ooh these are boundaries of engagement like you just crossed the line mm. backtrack so we can have a conversation it's, you go your way I go my way I'm gonna tell my friends you're gonna tell your friends we're gonna tell everybody about the problem except for the people that we need to have the conversation yeah. to and then then we have all of these you stuffing around the house, you slamming cabinets and shit. We not talking to each other, but then we got to ride together in the same car to go somewhere and act like we mm-hmm. getting along when we get there. Been there and done it, bro. Been there and done and it. And so you have these questions like, yo, no one taught me that. All right, cool. Maybe I just need to let her have her moment. Uh, she's upset because there's other things that have added to her frustration in this moment. Chick-fil-A has always been closed on Sunday, but this Sunday she wanted it, and now she's pissed. Mm. And I just so happen to be the one to tell her that Chick-fil-A is closed. I wouldn't mind meeting somebody, though, could be like a number one with a lemonade. Oh, this guy. You know, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it exists. I think it exists. Yeah, maybe. It's just, it's finding a person with a complimentary lifestyle to yours. 
I wouldn't even say just not necessarily just complimentary, but also somebody that is, uh, inspires you to level up a little bit too. So you said you wanted number one, but number one looks different for everybody that orders it. Yeah. Some people order it because there's a pickle on the sandwich. Yeah. Some people order it because I get mine with extra pickles. I want a deluxe with bacon. You like the bacon on right. the sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. I like the spicy. One. I don't really care for the cheese though. I don't really need the cheese on the junk. That's extra. Yeah. That is. Yeah. You got the cost. See Kanye, Kanye helping us have a lot of conversations, no, man. Kanye, Kanye got another two years of grace <laughs> with that. me. I'm not giving that cool guy for our conversation. Street poet, no malice, otherwise known as Eugene Thornton, straight out of Virginia Beach. Mm. Seven by seven. Seven five seven, man. Mm. One half of the clips. <laughs> I got a clips record because of Kanye. Thank you, Kanye. And on his record, Malice says, a rose, grow, a rose grew from the concrete. Then he goes on to say, he says, they give you rape talk, I give you faith talk. Blindfolded on this road, watch me faith walk. Hold on to your brother when his faith lost. Yo, messaging that everybody needs. But what about the rest? I I haven't listened to the album. Yeah, I heard that the album had a lot of rhetoric in there. Well, some of the stuff, like I, I agree. So I was I was watching some interview. It might have been a Breakfast Club interview. I'm not sure, but somebody said it would have been a better record if he was less involved with being the artist on the record and just produced the record, mm. like have brought in other artists or whatever. But Absolutely. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. So I, I get that. But at the same time, man, I don't seen people catch the Holy Ghost and sing in churches from one side of Virginia to the other. Mm. And you know what? Kanye get a pass on that, man. No. <laughs> from, what I, from what I seen in the church, They're man. fine. You can give him a pass. I, I'm gonna give him a pass. He's gonna I got a, from I got a clips record. I'm good. Good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, everybody's number one looks different. Everybody's number one looks different, <laughs> but Chick-fil-A will always be closed on Sunday. No, like that part. That part. And if I just had to be the bearer of bad news, I'm Chick-fil-A? <laughs> what do you mean it's closed? <laughs> right? You just got, you figure it out. You figure it out. But I um that's good. I'm I'm happy for you that you have gone from the pit of hell. And you got the moon. I give you the sun. You be singing to him. You be singing to a brother Mike. Uh, you singing to him. I, I love you. No, we get that part. Nah, get that yet? For so many reasons. Okay. You love that lie, don't you? Hey, we ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. I, I, I am a fan of taking things slow. Now. Now. Yeah, right. You learned your lesson. That's, and that's what I'm on. And that's what we're going to do that to you. <laughs> Get locked in your damn basement. Yeah, man. <laughs> Send an SOS message Yo, from bro, the That's scary. Yeah. That's scary, man. Yeah. I came a long way, though. Yeah. I, well, we're glad because we were tired. <laughs> your, your relationship was exhausting. Michael walked into the office like, like tired already. Just, I'm like, Mike, where's the bag? And I was like, yo, you're too young to be like this, man. I ain't even like this. Left his keys in the car once. I was like, did you turn the car off? He was like, damn it, Ronald. I was like, Ronald, nothing. It's better to love than to never have loved at all. 
man. That's that's Fox, man. That's Fox. That's how you feel that? That that love was a catalyst to having a healthier love later. So I'm fine. And I think you got to be... So November is the month of gratitude, right? And so you have to be grateful for... I'm learning to be grateful for everything that has come my way. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm also even more grateful for the things that went from me because it means that I it means that I wasn't supposed to have it as long as I was anticipating, right? And so you were talking about you know I'm tired of being tested and ready for a testimony, and you can't have the testimony without the test, right? And so you can't. It's been like a decade long test. Like, hey, well, evidently you and I ain't getting no degree. I ain't got no degree. <laughs> We'll keep studying. <laughs> keep studying. You got no nigga. Before your credit is fine. <laughs> For real, man. But, like, you, you use the moon and the sun analogy, and, you know, the stars don't shine in the middle of the day. They right. need darkness, right? And so you have to have those moments in the valley before you can get to the mountaintop. But sometimes it's just like, damn, do I got to be in the valley this long? Yeah. All I got to say is... November is a month of gratitude. It's also a month for my birthday. It is. And I'll be 39 years old, man. I got one one, one more year left in my 30s. One more trip around the sun and do this. And then, you know. You in the 40-40 club, bro. Yeah, man. So I, I'm trying to live. I, I want to live my best life, too. Brother Jay. I want to live my best life. You got to be aggressive about it, bro. Why do I have to be aggressive about it? I don't even think it has to be aggressive. But, like, you know, we, we, we were saying on the show last season, you know, things hit different. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and so maybe what's look what you're looking for is not what you need. But you know, that's the funny thing. Everybody is trying to tell me what I need, mm -hmm. and I'm calling, I'm calling. What, what you, you know, you're 24 with the young people, so I'm calling Cap on me. Yeah, that's Cap. That's Cap. That's Cap. That's Cap. <laughs> yeah. cap. Everybody tell me what I need is Cap, man. Right, because a lot of times we don't speak our needs. Yeah. We speak our wants. Yeah. And I I, I was reminded, um, and I was talking to someone, and they were talking about, yo, at the end of October to the beginning of November, there's going to be things that's going to reappear from your past to see if you were paying attention the first time the test was given. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's scary. I was like, yeah, but there's going to be people that's going to come back, and they're going to see if they still have access to you. Mm-hmm. And if you still are allowing things that you were supposed to leave behind you access, that's going to create a challenge for the things that's to come. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so just being mindful. Uh, so y'all hear that? Everybody that has access to care right now, you probably shouldn't have access. Because mm -hmm. I'm trying to live my life. I want my own the moon and the stars like Brother Bite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want my galaxy. I know. I want my Milky Way. <laughs> Shit, I want all the, I want all the, all the, all the lights. I feel it. Pun intended. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I But no, just paying attention to the things that have happened before. Um, and just being real mindful. I, I shared something that I saw on Instagram the other day and said, you can miss it and still not want it back. Mm. Right. And so. Like, I was thinking through that. I'm like, man, right? So, let him miss it and still not want it back. Right. You can, like, what was that song? Uh, I want that old thing back, right? Mm -hmm. Said so she wants that old thing back. Right. And so, just thinking, the memories are still there and you could want the memories to be replayed. But then it's like, I do, I really want everything that came along with that memory. Right. Mm. 
right? And so it's, it's like, yo, reflecting on what was, you can miss it, but that don't mean you want to have it again. Right. I think I just want some money, man. I just want some money, and I get everything else after that. Yeah, you gonna buy one? Nah, no, yeah, that's, 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 one. Hey, that's why I'm that nervous. You saw me, you saw me running my head like, oh, man. No, no, man, I'm not. Nah, I didn't buy nobody, but, but I'm just saying, you know, hey, you know, money made me feel good. Not, not the love of money, but you know, to be able to do things and and, and certain ongoing problems and nagging things, hey. I think I think that's a reasonable explanation. I think money is is the source of a lot of what we need right now. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of the upfront cost of happiness can be covered financially. Upfront cost, yeah, yeah. And then after a certain mm-hmm. cap or bar, and then it's just like, all right, cool, maybe I need something more fulfilling to do. Mm-hmm. But you know, happiness is fleeting, right? That's, that's true. Happiness is fleeting, so I I think the quest um, that I've been on is I'm searching for joy. Right, because happiness—if money brought the happiness, money is gonna take the happiness. Because mm-hmm. once the money's gone, there goes the happiness. Yeah, yeah. true. Right, and so finding joy, whether it's um, in people, whether it's in positions, whether it's in projects, whether it's in purpose, just finding joy, and then whatever comes to me comes to me. Whatever goes from me flows from me. Mm-hmm. But we kings, man. We kings. We, we we gotta we gotta we gotta shine up, polish up our thrones, man. We can't, man. Yeah, man. We can't. We, we gotta stop moving out of fear, and 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 letting people, other people's opinions, just guide our thoughts and, and mm-hmm. our directions. You know, we were commissioned by the King of the Earth That's to be kings saying. on this earth. Yeah. And it's time for the kings to take their place. Mm. On that note, this has been another edition of the Gang Recognized Gang Podcast with RLJ and Kev. Uh, we are in full effect in the full swing of things with season two yes, sir. of the, GI, the GRG show. Uh, Brother Mike, we thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, fellas. Appreciate it. On our uh, season premiere, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm appreciative and I'm happy to hear that you got the stars and the moon. You got your Milky Way. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I believe in love. I, I, I believe in love. I do. I we appreciate our listeners for coming back and joining us one more again. Yeah. And uh, until next time, be like. Be like. Deuces. Deuces.